Well, good morning. It's great to be here. Um, if you've got your Bibles, grab those so you're ready. Um, now, today I want us to think a little bit about what is family. When I say family, what do you think about? See, for me, I often think about um, the, our table at home and who sits around our table. Christmas dinner, meal times as a family are so important. We always prioritize them and make sure we sit down together as a family. Who is around your table today? Today, as, um, um, as has already been said, we're going to be talking about something that is very close to my heart and something that has probably meant that it's been one of the most difficult talks for me to put together because there's the emotional level that goes with it. It's personal, um, and if I'm honest, it makes um, myself and my family quite vulnerable. Um, but before we go on, um, let's pray and let's ask God to speak to us today. Father God, I want to thank you for your goodness. I want to thank you for your word and that you reveal yourselves to us through your word. And I pray, Lord, that um, you will open our eyes today, that you would teach us um, and we would see if, have a fresh revelation from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so today we're going to think about adoption and how through it we see this amazing picture of the gospel and what Jesus did for each and every one of us. Um, and how Jesus took us from this place of brokenness and he brought us to a place of wholeness. And I hope and pray that today we will get a profound understanding of the gospel, of what Jesus did, but also of adoption here on earth. See, the reality is that adoption is taking broken children um, and journeying with them and giving them wholeness in a stable family. So, as Richard said, my name's Kev, and I'm married to Rachel, who's sat over there. Let's give a round of applause. Um, we have two children. Um, our son is 10 and our daughter is 7, um, and they're both adopted. Um, as I talk today, to keep our children safe, I'm not going to use their names because this will be going out on the podcast and they will be going out on the video cast. So we need to keep them safe. Um, so I'm not going to use their names today. Um, and one request I do have is that um, some of you will already know that our children are adopted, others, others won't. Um, but my request is that you don't talk to our children about their adoption. They know they're adopted um, and we talk about it at home. Um, but for them, they just long to be in a family um, and to feel safe and secure. And and just be normal children in a family um, and not seen as the adopted children. I hope that makes sense. Um, so as I say, some of you would have journeyed with us on this. Some of you would have been praying for us, would have been um, walking with us as we took this path in our lives. But before um, I started putting this talk together and when I said to Chris I'd really like us to mark adoption, because last Sunday was Adoption Sunday, um, I had to sit down, um, we had to sit down as a family, and I had to ask my children if I had their permission to, um, to talk to you about it today. Um, because as I say, they, they want to be um, in a family, they love the fact they're now in a family, but this is not just my story and my wife's story, but it's their story. Um, so I needed permission to um, ask them to talk to you today. Um, so they said yes after they um, thought about it and, and we talked it through. Um, so today you're gonna hear some of our story as a family as we unpick um, the word of God as well. 
see, God calls Christians to look after the lost, the least, and the vulnerable in our society. Um, and the harsh reality is that in, the, in England alone, there are 70,000 um, children who are in care. That's just in England. Um, the charity Home for Good, who champions for adoption, state that if every church in the UK adopted one child, there will be no children in care. One child per church, there will be no children in the care system. Here at the vineyard, we have at least five families that I know of um, that have adopted. But can we as a church do more? Um, to help us understand the, the beauty of earthly adoption, we need to grasp and understand the message of the gospel, the message of what we read about in the word of God. We need to understand what Jesus did for each and every one of us. And then we take this understanding and we use it as a lens to view adoption. So if you can grab your Bibles for me um, or your devices, it will come up on the screen as well. We're going to read from John chapter 1. And we're going to start at verse 9. Okay. So John chapter 1, starting at verse 9. The true light gives light to everyone um, who was coming um, into the world. So what he's talking about there is talking about Jesus coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. And at that point, the word is talking about how we rejected Jesus. In verse 11, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. And jump in your Bibles with me to Galatians. And we're just going to read a couple of verses in Galatians. Galatians chapter 4 and verses 4 to 5. That reads... Um, but, um, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. See, Jesus came to this world to make us um, children of God in heaven. So if you look at um, John, the passage in John, verse 9, we see how God sent Jesus into the world to save us, to make us children of God. See, we know that we weren't born of God, but we were born um, through human birth. But through Jesus dying on the cross, taking that punishment for the wrongdoings that we have done, for the things that we have done wrong, for our sin, the Bible tells us that we can become children of God. Verse 12, yet to all those who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. 
So then in that Galatians passage that we read, it says that we are saved by Jesus and therefore we are adopted into God's family. Now, as children of God, um, he becomes our heavenly father. We become part of his family. We often talk about how we're a family here together in the vineyard, the vineyard family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, to God, we are no less because we are adopted, but we have full access to the Father, um, and we get the benefits of being in his family as we stand together as brothers and sisters. See, ultimately, we inherit, um, as any family member does, we inherit eternal life. And we read about that in Romans chapter 8 and verse 17. Let me just quickly read that to you. It says, now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Rachel and I knew our children um, from when they were in foster care. And we saw them on a Sunday, we watched them grow, um, we watched them play. Before we got married, um, I, I said um, to Rachel, what did she think about adopting our now son and daughter? Apparently Rachel tells me she asked me that, but anyway, who knows which way around it came. Um, Rachel said that um, adoption had always been on her heart for many, many years, um, even since she was um, a teenager. Is something that she wanted to do. So for us, we became really excited about the prospect of adopting these two children. We got married, and at that moment, there was two of us at our table. Rachel and I knew that we wanted a family. We knew that that's the direction we were going to take our lives, and we decided that we would start it through adoption. I think sometimes adoption can get a bit of a bad press. Sometimes it can be seen as the last resort um, when somebody can't um, biologically have children that they turn to adoption. Um, and, not, and that's not always the case for everybody. I know that's not the case for, for, for people in our church as well. And for Rachel and I, it was our decision to, um, to um, go through um, adoption. There was this... Um, um, Krish Kandaya, who runs Home for Good, who I referenced earlier, he um, posted online this quote, um, which Rachel sent me just last night, and it says this. Adoption <coughs> excuse me, is not the last resort for people desperate to have a child, um, but whose biology prevents them. It's not a secretive, deceptive mechanism for severing children from their birth families. It's about discovering what is best for the child involved. It's about securing for each child who has lost a family through no fault of their own, a new family that can meet their needs, pour love into their lives, and give them a place that they can belong forever. And isn't that just an amazing picture of what God does to each and every one of us and for each and every one of us? See, for us, as I look at our family, there is such an amazing picture, and we're reminded so much of the gospel message as we look at our family, of what Jesus did for us. Um, was adoption an easy ride? Was it pain-free? No. But was it worth it? Yes, it was. We had to approach social services. We had to fill out um, a, a huge amount of paperwork 
And the paperwork could be, was quite painful, um, not in terms of the, just the length, but also the depth of what we had to go into. We did have some amazing social workers. We loved our social workers. Um, and they spent an extraordinary amount of time with us. We had to go on training, as did our wider family. But at the end of it, um, we went to panel, and these, this panel approved us to adopt these two beautiful children um, that could become part of our family. See, we were compelled by our faith, and we were compelled by what God was asking us to bring up these two children who were lost, who were vulnerable. Now, they had an amazing foster family, um, and they cared for them. They gave them everything they could. But the reality was that the children knew that they weren't in their forever home. They knew that they didn't have a mum and a dad, even though they were cared for in such an excellent way. But now they do. See, Jesus prepares a place for us in heaven. We're going to turn to John 14. And we're going to start at verse 1. It says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus is talking. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. See, the Bible tells us that heaven is vast, that in God's house there are many rooms. And in these few verses, we see that God has prepared a room for each and every one. He has prepared a place for each and every one of us that believe in him. And one day, Jesus will be returning to take us to that heavenly home. So we can have confidence knowing that one day we will be in the Father's house. Rachel and I spent a long time praying about this decision, seeking God, making sure it was the right decision for us. When obstacles came along the way, we trusted God and, and we, we said to God, if this is your will, if this is your plan, let it be and that he would orchestrate it. Now, as part of the process, we had to put together um, a DVD and a photo book for the children, and it would show them around our house. It would show them um, the place that they would be living. It would show them a little bit about what we had prepared for them, how we'd got their bedrooms ready, how we'd got toys for them, even um, how in the fridge there was food that they liked so that they could be confident knowing that we could provide for them, we could care for them, um, and we would be good parents for them. See, after they found out that we were adopting them, um, there was a whole bag of emotions that go along with that. Um, but one day our daughter said to her foster carer, she said, God told Kevin Rach to adopt us. And then the simple reply came back of, yes, he did. See, even at age three, our daughter knew that God was looking after her, that God was preparing a place for her here on earth and two in heaven, as we see in God's word. See, God, just like we did for our children, we prepared a place for them. The gospel, the Bible tells us that God is preparing a place for each and every one of us so that we can be adopted into his family and have that eternal place in heaven. So the day came when we went to pick up the children and bring them to their forever home. Six months later, 
We went to court. We went to see a judge um, who then made the adoption official. So for the first six months, they were officially under the care of the state. And then after we went to court, um, they became part of our family. So our case was presented to the judge. The judge looked at it um, and he, he um, said, yes, they can be part of your family. No longer were they under the care of the state, but they were part of our family. They were fully part of our family. And then as we look around our table now, there are four. So our, our children were adopted into our family and they are no different from any other children um, that we would have, and they are part of our family. Looking back at the verses in Galatians, um, it, it shows us that before knowing Jesus, we were under the law. We lived for ourselves. Everything we did was for this world and for ourselves. And verse five of that passage tells us that Jesus came to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. See, it was at the point that Jesus died on the cross that we were able to be adopted into God's family. No longer were we living for the world, um, but we live for God, for God's kingdom. See, as God, the judge of all things, looks down, providing we have accepted Jesus, he looks down on us and he says, yes, I have passed judgment, you can be adopted into my family, and I will become your father in heaven forever. You will be my son and my daughter forever. See, as we've been thinking about today, as we, as we look at communion, Jesus gave everything. He gave absolutely everything for you and I. See, when Jesus went to the cross, it cost him. It cost him everything. He left the comfort of heaven to come down to this earth. He went through the most painful death he, that was ever imaginable, taking the sin of the entire world upon him so that we could be children of God, so that we could be adopted into God's family. Adoption is needed because it's a reality of a broken world. It's the reality of the fact that, um, that children um, need to be rehomed and need to have a, a different family. Um, but there is always a cost to adoption um, on earth, and as we've seen for Jesus. And there's a financial cost. There's the cost of all the paperwork, the cost of the time that it takes to spend with social workers and to do that paperwork, the cost of bringing somebody into your home that doesn't know you um, and building that family, the cost of the brokenness and the trauma that is being brought into our home and the repercussions that can come with that as well. Yet... Jesus took that cost for us. He took the pain, he took more pain than we can ever imagine so that every one of us could be adopted into his family. See, isn't earthly adoption such an amazing picture of the gospel? See, we're called, as I said earlier, to look after the lost, and that includes children that are in care. That includes children that are vulnerable. See, as Christians, it sends a huge message when we say yes to the pain, when we say yes to difficulties, when we say yes to frustration, when we say yes to adoption. Why? We say yes to give a child a home, to add somebody 
to our table. See, church, the reality for us is that if it doesn't feel a little bit like dying, it's probably not the gospel. If adoption stings, then it's probably right. Let me say that again. If it doesn't feel like a little bit like dying, it's probably not the gospel. If adoption stings us, it's probably right. So often people say to Rachel and I, they say, you're amazing. I couldn't have done what you have done. And I think on one level, yes, we are amazing. Thank you very much. Um, But the reality is we just wanted to start a family and we chose adoption. We wanted to be obedient to God's call on our lives and we chose adoption. It was something that we were doing for ourselves as much as we were doing for our children. And again, the reality is we can all do that. See, when talking about adoption, people will often say, well, what if they don't love me? What if they reject us? Um, I'm not sure I could love them in a way that I love a biological child. And they're all questions that we go through. But let's briefly go back to the truth that we know in the Bible. See, God knew that everybody wouldn't naturally love him. That daily people would deny him, would reject him. God knew that even those of us that profess to follow him and love him would daily deny him in some way or another. But at that moment when God sent Jesus, he never questioned, will my people love me? He never questioned, what if they don't turn to me? He said, I'm going to send Jesus anyway, and I'm going to embrace those people. Um, and, And the hope is that people would turn to him. Recently, I went to an adoption evening, um, and it was for people who were interested in adoption to find out a little bit more about it. And I was asked to go along as an an adoptive parent just to share some of my experience. Um, And before I went, um, we were having dinner as a family, and I said to the kids, I said, I'm going to see these people, and I'm going to ask and tell them a little bit about adoption, and why should they adopt? So my son... Um, said because it's fun, (laughs) plain and simple. Um, But my daughter said so that there are no children left to adopt. And see, her heart is to see hurting children in a family. She's been there. She knows what it's like. She knows the pain at such a young age. But her heart is to see children in a family As God, our Heavenly Father, um, his heart is to see each and every one of us in his family. As I said, the um, adoption is an amazing picture of the gospel and what Jesus did for each and every one of us, bringing us from a place of brokenness to a place of wholeness. See, God extends his hand of grace out to us, um, to us people who are broken, we're all broken, we are all traumatized people, but we journey with God um, as we do faith um, to bring us wholeness in God. Now my question today is who is at your table? Who could be at your table? See, will you like God extend your hand of grace um, out to a broken and traumatized child? 
Some people may be um, listening and thinking, actually, I can't adopt right now, but I have a heart for broken children and um, children that need a family. And maybe um, you're sitting there thinking, um, actually, I I do want to go through um, and look at the possibility of adoption. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, do you know, I'd really love to be able to support a family who are going through adoption. Adoption can, can often be quite a lonely process. Um, even though you know so many people because um, the way that you have to build those bonds and that relationship with your children, it can be quite isolating. But to have people that come alongside you, as as we did as well, um, can be such a powerful thing. Maybe there are people sitting there thinking, foster care could be an option for me and taking those children in for a short period of time. We have some amazing foster carers in our church who literally, their job can be so tough um, because they they may be getting, sometimes they get calls at like two in the morning, whatever it is, and they have to take a child at that moment um, because the child needs to be put into a safe home. Um, And maybe foster care is something that would be something that you could think about. Or again, supporting those families um, who foster Maybe it's um, committing to praying for families that adopt and foster um, and that God will just be part of that journey with those families. And again, that's such a valuable thing that, um, that we all can do. So today, as we think about adoption and as we reflect on it, will this be something that is, is for us, that God is calling us to? Will you, will you pray about it? Will you see what God says to you in this area? If it is something that you want to know more about, um, you can feel free to contact me at the after the worship. Um, there'll be a screen um, with just my email and, um, and some ways to contact me up. Um, but out in the atrium as well, um, there's some Home for Good um, little coasters. They sent me a thousand of them, so please take as many as you like. Um, and it just says, who could be at your table? Um, and there's a prayer on the back as well. Um, and um, a link to their website. So have a look at that, and um, if you want to know more about um, some of the principles that they talk about in Home for Good. And also out and about, there's just a little bit um, of information about Hertfordshire um, Social Services and um, just some contact details there as well if anybody wanted to pick those up and and think about those. Um, So again, um, thank you guys for listening and, and allowing me to share my story, um, but more importantly, share the gospel and share um, Jesus' heart for each and every one of us to bring us into his family. Um, So why don't you stand with me and we'll pray. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you that you gave up everything to send your son for us. That you took so much pain um, and you went through so much so that we could be adopted into your family. And I thank you that we get a glimpse of what that looks like for us here on earth through earthly adoption. And I pray, Lord, that as we worship you, that you would continue to reveal your goodness for us and how we are children of the Most High God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.